This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, along with CC, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Hey. Bill Smalls. Smalls back with us Monday. She's doing the marathon thing. She always is. Uh, that is incredible. To, psycho. To, to, Honestly, run, to psycho. run that far without somebody handing you a check at the end of that, I, I, I'll i never understand that. And she doesn't train. Yeah. And she thinks, oh, no, anybody could do it. No, not anyone could do no, it. No, not anybody can run 13 miles. No. no. I, I can attest. <laughs> not anybody can run 13 can miles. You, can you run right now 1.3 miles? No. Come on. No, I mean, uh, certainly if you if it's like at a snail's pace. <laughs> yeah. But if we're talking about running 1.3 miles and say, what, 10 to 12 minutes? No chance. Are you serious? No shot. No shot. You're a world-class athlete. Yeah, but I'm built for short distances. I'm 350 pounds. <laughs> Explosive movements. We're not. <laughs> 1.3. You I'm, not an, I'm not an endurance runner, no. No. Wow. And the sad thing is, it doesn't matter what kind of character you put at the end of that. You say, Kenny, can you, we'll give you $10 million if you can run 1.3 miles in 12 minutes. Couldn't do it. I'll try, but I know I'm not going to make wait, it. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> I know I'm not going to make second. it. I understand that we have a ton of football games this weekend. Yeah. I get all that, and we have coaching carousel up the wazoo right now. Yeah. You're telling me for $10 million, yeah. you couldn't do 1.3 miles in less than 12 minutes? No. I couldn't do it. I hope you're like, if, if you could, right if now, you could, if you. you could bet it, fade it. If you could bet it, fade it. Wow. Canty, 1.3 miles under 12 minutes, fade it. Kind of wow. like the Canty's play of the night, fade it. I'm sorry, Nuno, for making the Knicks game a little bit of a nail biter last night. Really not my fault. I'm trying. But if you were fading the Canty plays of the night, you, you made I some am, money last I night. I am stunned by that. No, stunned don't, by don't that. be stunned. Don't be stunned. All right. We are on Sportsmanlike here on I was ESPN. an athlete, not, not an athlete anymore. Got it. On ESPN Radio and ESPN2. So yesterday, we did have some coaching carousel news. We had none in Philly so far. CC said he would be surprised if we had no news by today in Philadelphia. Today still has some time left. We will find out if we have news in Philly. But we do know that Mike McCarthy, obviously, is back with the Dallas Cowboys. He's spoke with the media yesterday and had this to say as a message to the fans. We have a, an unbelievable fan base uh, and they have then they should be frustrated. Um, uh, we're extremely disappointed, uh, disappointed for them, uh, disappointed in our performance. Uh, but my, my message would be this. Uh, we, we, we have established, a, a, you know, a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people. Um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but, you know, I, I know how to win. And and uh, we will get over that threshold. You know, I have total confidence in it. And, and that's why I'm standing here today. Well, I don't know if you guys know, I have a six-pack. I just don't have it yet. <laughs> I, am, I am so ripped. I don't have a second chin. I don't have man. I mean, I don't have man boobs. I just don't have it yet. <laughs> I have defended Mike McCarthy every which way. Mike, what are you doing? Just say we we are building a we are building towards oh, a championship boy. culture. I have done it before. I hope to do it again. You can't definitively say we have a championship team, championship culture. We just haven't done it yet. Well then, no, you don't. I don't have a six pack. I promise you, I don't. He getting a lot of mileage out of that oh, title God. he won in 2010, ain't he? I mean, he is. He was towering in that thing. He is squeezing it for all it's worth. 
You're like, you're saying you have a championship culture, but quite literally, you have not competed for championships. You ain't been to an NFC championship game. You ain't been to a Super Bowl. So you don't have a championship culture. And here's the part that makes me skeptical about future success for the Dallas Cowboys with him as the head coach. If you don't demonstrate some level of self-awareness in this moment, when we were questioning whether or not you were coming back next season after you'd won 36 games over the last three years – then I don't know what will actually make you be introspective. This should be the moment where you're questioning everything about your process, everything about your program, how you go about doing what you do. Because clearly your players are not at their best when their best is required, which is in the postseason. Which Mike Tomlin, by the way, did everything you just said yesterday. He said there are going to be changes, we have to question things, etc. No doubt. And that's the NFL. This is a hyper-competitive business. So that's the part of this that I don't understand when it comes to McCarthy. The owner already gave you the vote of confidence. He said you're coming back. There is nothing to lose by saying that we're going to examine every step of our process. Because clearly, once you get to the second season, your guys fall flat. I mean, you're 0-3 against teams with winning records in the playoffs, including two losses at home on Wild Card Weekend. And those losses came at the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo and Jordan Love, two quarterbacks that are viewed to be lesser players right now than Dak Prescott. How is that possible? You go into the game, you're at home, you got the better quarterback, and yet you lose? Not once, but twice? Like at that, that at that point, it's an uncomfortable pattern. Yeah, and if you're and if you're Mike McCarthy, you have to acknowledge that in order to change it. Yeah. and the fact that you're saying we already got everything in place, we just keep doing what we're doing. Eventually, fingers crossed, we're gonna break through. Not all. That's not how this works. He did not have to defend keeping the job yesterday. The media and the fans are not your. Well, the fans, I guess, to some extent, are your bosses and they're your, your customers, so to speak. But like. You didn't have to go out there and defend why you have the job. You've done it already. You've, you've, you've accomplished that. What yesterday was was basically we did not accomplish what should have been. We did not accomplish our goals. We are good enough to, our, uh, to accomplish our goals, I thought. Now I need to rethink everything. Now I need to rethink where we're going. I believe we absolutely have the right quarterback. We have a face of our defense in Micah Parsons. But every part of this team, including myself and the way in which I go about it, needs to be reevaluated in order for us to get to that championship level. Because this year, at the end, was unacceptable. While it may have only been one game that we looked that way, it was the most important game to not look that way. Jerry Jones and I are committed, along with Steven and Wilma Clay and everybody involved, we are committed to getting this thing right. And right is not getting to the playoffs. Right is getting far and deep into the playoffs. And we have to reevaluate everything in order to do that. And we are doing this together. That's the better speech. That was the speech that he should have given, but he didn't. And, and you make, it makes you wonder why. But it also makes you wonder how much success can they have if, in fact, Jerry Jones allows Mike McCarthy to go into 24 as a lame duck coach. That- Which is why I asked you yesterday, and I will continue to ask, are we sure this is even good for McCarthy? Keeping no, adjust- it's not good for yeah, McCarthy. Exactly. No, it's not even, are we sure? It's not good for McCarthy. Right. And I know it's one of 32, but I think we all established the fact that maybe Greg Olson on Fox on Sunday was right. Maybe he could have gotten another one, just not at this level. Maybe Carolina was the one he could have gotten because they're so inept. He brings them at least to 8-8, eight and eight, yeah. right? Or, sorry, 9-8, and 8-9, eight, eight and nine, whatever yeah, you want yeah, to say. Exactly, I got what you're saying. Like, this is just, this is now odd what's happening here. It's Jerry Jones hedging against his head coach in a season where you have championship aspirations. It usually doesn't work out. And you would think that he learned his lesson with Jason Garrett when that all went down and they fell flat. They ended up being eight and eight. Like you would hope that Jerry Jones would change something about it. But this just speaks to the problem that's in Dallas. It's the owner 
undermining the authority of the head coach at every turn, whether it's with other people within the organization, whether it's with the players, it doesn't matter. But Jerry Jones is the central figure in all of this. His press conference is the most important press conference with most teams. It's the head coach that's out in front as the mouthpiece for the franchise. That's not how things work in Dallas, but Jerry Jones is the one, whether he realizes it or not, that sets the tone for everybody else in the organization. He's the one that that gives the unconscious permission to Dak Prescott to go out there and talk about buying Louis luggage because it reminds you that the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. He's the one that gives Michael Parsons permission to have this podcast and to go out there and talk about opponents past, present, and upcoming. Those are issues. You have to get everybody to buy into a team-first agenda, which means focusing on the task at hand, not focusing on the greats of yesteryear for the Dallas Cowboys and saying that you want to be legendary like those guys, not talking about being bleeping phenomenal in the playoffs. You're supposed to be talking about how good the Green Bay Packers are and how tough of a challenge they present, how hot Jordan Love is. Those are the things that you want to hear coming out of your players' mouths on the eve of the postseason. And that wasn't the case. So that's why we shouldn't be surprised that the Cowboys got blasted at home on Sunday and wildcard weekend. Somebody's got to explain to Mike McCarthy here, don't explain why you have the job. You don't need to explain it anymore. There's no explanation needed. You got it already. Like, you're going to keep it. Now, there's a couple other things in terms of the coaching carousel we want to hit on yet from yesterday. So, reports out there that Belichick is going to meet with the Falcons a second time. He met with him, the the Arthur Blank, the owner of the team, alone, which I love. Because I asked you yesterday, I said, who's his agent? And none of us had any answers to who Belichick's agent. He does. He's just going, here's what we're going to do. You want to, you want to hire me or not? Simple as that, right? That, that I thought was interesting. Hold on, hold on one second, though. Let's, let's, let's stop right there. He met with Arthur Blank one on one on Arthur Blank's yacht. How boss? I'm just saying, how boss is that? Like, yeah, I'm gonna interview the coach. What do they Come eat? On my what yacht. do they eat in that spot? Oh, there's, there's got to be some lobster. Has to be lobster. Lobster, some charcuterie. You know, like all if there's of those not things. lobster, if you're Belichick, do you walk off the boat? Yeah, I probably do. Like, I probably do. I'm sorry. What you have? What for me? There's yeah. no lobster here. Yeah. I'm out. I'm yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some crab cakes, all of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting on. But anyway, yeah, um, it's outstanding. Yeah. Rob, lobster and crab cakes over there, please, uh, for us. So, <laughs> On a brioche bun, please. Thank you. <laughs> so, All right. So we have Belichick. Yeah. How surprised are you today that we're coming in and there's no news on Sirianni? It's strange. Now, according to reports, the expectation is that they're going to meet today. So we'll see where that goes. But I was asking our producer Nuno this on the way in this morning. The longer this thing drags out, is that a good thing for Nick Sirianni in terms of job security? Or does that mean that Jeffrey Lurie is ready to move on? It's just that he's you know, trying to give Sirianni every opportunity he can to plead his case. I would think it, the longer it goes, the more likely it is that he's back. But Belichick doesn't technically have a destination. We finally have interviews for Mike Vrabel, which I don't know what people were waiting for. The Chargers interviewed him. Chargers also interviewed David Shaw, former Stanford coach, which I thought was very interesting and maybe telling yesterday mm-hmm. because I don't think they're going to hire him as head coach. No, I don't think so either. But do they want to get an early start on interviewing Harbaugh's offensive coordinator? Oh, possibly. Because those two have been tied Poss- forever. Possibly. They've been in th- multiple stops together. Possibly. So I kind of took that as maybe we're going in that Harbaugh direction That would be Chargers. a very expensive proposition, though. Well, to maybe. hire David Shaw and Jim Harbaugh. Oh, well, yeah, and that's not an organization that spends, obviously. No. And then so, you know, the Eagles are something to keep an eye on. The Chargers do it with their interviews. And Belichick, obviously, with the, the solo interview. The other thing here that I would look at 
is Mike Tomlin's back. He's saying he wants a contract extension, or that they're going to talk about a contract extension, which I'm sure they're going to give him, and that Kenny Pickett's going to go into the season as a QB1 slash. They're going to bring in competition for him. Basically, what we're saying with the Steelers is this was much ado about nothing. Like, he was never going anywhere. He was never leaving. They're going to give him a contract extension, and Kenny Pickett is not guaranteed to be the starting quarterback next year. So, like, all of the conversation we all had about Tomlin, while it felt justified, nothing's happening, I guess, with him. Yeah, nothing's nothing's happening, but I would be curious to see the timeline with the contract extension in relative to what happens with the quarterback position. You know, I think I like think don't the, sign it before you I, get me one. I, I think those things are intertwined, and I think that does give Mike Tomlin a degree of leverage, just because it's hard for him to have sustained success with the current state of affairs at the quarterback spot in comparison to the other teams that's in his division. So that that's the one thing that I'd be interested to keep a watch on this offseason. All right, a lot obviously to keep you updated with the coaching carousel as we will do so throughout the show, but it is, of course. A playoff weekend, which we will get to coming up with a, an enormous game. Kansas City and Buffalo feels as big of a game, like as big of a game as we've seen in years. Mm-hmm. It is enormous, and we're not even at the conference championship, so we will dive into that. But first, CC has this from Granger. Ah, uh, yes, for the ones who get it done. Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus. Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. What's This is Four Downs. First down. First down here on Four Downs, Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit progressive.com slash careers, along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Small's back with us. Next week, are we really going to allow Nuno to participate on the air like this, CC? Uh, I didn't know that we came to that conclusion. Well, Who approved that? I Nuno. <laughs> I Nuno did. approved Nuno. It's yeah. a great system uh, for I, Nuno. Wow, okay, all right. <laughs> all right. All right, Nuno. All right, guys, we'll start with a game you'll be able to see on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Plus on Saturday, Texans at Ravens. CC, I'll start with you. Does a win here elevate C.J. Stroud into top 10 QB status, or is he already there? Ooh, I think he's already there. I think he's already there. I I mean, I don't know how you look at what C.J. Stroud has done. I mean, having arguably the best rookie season that we've seen in the last two decades at the position. And then when we talk about having an opportunity to 
to turn around a franchise the way that he has, I think the context around it puts him in the top ten. Being able to have the playoff win is just the icing on top of the cake. All right, I'm going to answer this, CeCe, in a way that I want to just to figure out what the top ten ranking is. Is it top ten quarterbacks, how they're playing today, or top ten quarterbacks we want long term? Give me give me the criteria, because I think it's obvious that he's in top ten. I just want to go through the criteria on this. Well, we can say the top ten today. Top ten today. Okay. Top ten today. So guys that, are, that, that the masses would probably say are better than him. Today. Okay. The masses would say Josh Allen. That's All one. Right. The masses would say Lamar. That's two. Okay. Joe Burrow. That's mm-hmm. three. I don't think the masses would say Trevor Lawrence right now. No. The masses would say they Mahomes. They shouldn't say Trevor right. Lawrence. The masses would say Mahomes. That's mm-hmm. four. I don't think the masses would say Dak. Probably no. should. But Jalen Hurts? No. Okay. So. But even if you want to throw those quarterbacks in there. He's still in the top ten. Yeah, I don't even know, I need to go much further because the yeah. only other one that you definitively throw in there is probably Brock Purdy. Yeah, there's no question. So even if you want to throw those. He's top ten. He's top ten. He's top ten for now and for later. Already. I- I'll take it a step further. If not, he, not five, though. It, listen, <laughs> if he wins this weekend against a guy that's supposed to be an MVP for the second time in six seasons, the number one seed and the best defense remaining in the playoff field, I don't know. You have to put him in the conversation. If the Texans that had 11 wins total over the three years prior to 23 end up in the conference championship game with C.J. Stroud as their quarterback and a rookie head coach, how is he not in the conversation to be top five in the league? Uh, Nuno, that is a uh, Tuesday conversation of next week. If they win, can you just mark that down for Tuesday? We will discuss C.J. Stroud top five quarterback. Yeah, but it's a no-brainer. He's already a top ten player. Yes, agreed. Javante? Second down. Oh, you want to take the helm, Nuno. I don't know. Your play calling, not that quick there. All right. Packers at 49ers. And Evan, I'll start with you. Does a loss here close the 49ers window? No, because CC and I disagree on this. He has them in a one-year window. I have them in a two-year window. So I'll say no because they still have Brock Purdy for $10 an hour next year. Now, they may have, they may not have every other guy. Brandon Ayuk may not be there, etc. But... I don't think it closes the window, but boy, would that be an awful loss. Yeah, that'd be a terrible loss. But here's the thing. If they don't have one of their key pieces, haven't we seen how much this team struggles? Like, we saw what happened when they didn't have Debo and Trent Williams. They went on a three-game losing streak. So if you lose Brandon Ayuk, that offense is going to lose some punch. It makes things a lot harder for everybody else. And that correlates to what kind of window they're going to have to compete for a championship. I just don't see it. If they don't get it done now, then this 49ers team is not going to win a championship as constituted. Third down. Uh, Bucks at Lions and CC, starting with you here. Will both Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff receive long-term deals with their current teams? Ooh. Define long-term. Nuno. Uh, Four plus years. Four plus years. Oh, you're terrible. Answer. Yeah. No, no, no. If it's three, if it's, yeah, just make it three then three years. Okay. So if it's three years, I'm going to say, yeah, both quarterbacks get that. Both quarterbacks get that. Now the Detroit Lions, they, they've already started planning for the future with Hendon Hooker as, as their long-term developmental quarterback. And, but I still think that Jared Goff, because of this team's in this position, you know, one win away from being in a conference championship game, they're going to roll with this dude. Uh, and then when you look across the sidelines at Baker Mayfield, 
I don't think anybody had it on the board that he was going to have this kind of resurgence, renaissance, whatever you want to call it. This is a guy that got benched in Carolina last year, and we see how bad that franchise is. For him to step in and in no uncertain terms competing for a quarterback spot with Kyle Trask coming into the season, for him to have this team right here in the division round is nothing short of impressive. So I think both franchises sign up for these quarterbacks on a three-year-plus contract after the season. By the way, you just did something very interesting unintentionally there because it wasn't the focal point of what you were saying, but it is fascinating. What is it for Baker Mayfield? Because it's not a resurgence because he's never been this good. Right, a resurgence would indicate he's back to what he once was. Well, he won a playoff game before, so I guess that, that's my point. He was in the divisional round No, before. but I, I, I'm saying, like, this is a version of him we've never seen this good in terms of touchdown-to-interception ratio and team success. Because, you, the, right, they were 11-5 and that year with the Browns. He was 26-8 uh, and in touchdown-to-interception. I just think this is the best year of his career, by far. I agree. It, it's almost... Like the Kerry Collins career arc, he was a top five draft pick. Supposed to be the the supposed to be the face of the franchise. Things didn't work out. He bounced around, ends up with the New York Giants, then ends up going on a Super Bowl run. Like that's what it feels like with Baker Mayfield. I mean, this this is, I mean, this is a situation now where you're wondering, did Cleveland make a mistake by moving on from Baker Mayfield? No, because he would never would have been this good with them. Because that situation got toxic. Can, can, can you say that when Joe Flacco came off the couch with this roster yes. and put them in the playoffs? Yeah, because it just got too I toxic. I don't know. I would say to answer the original question, I could see Goff getting the extension for three plus years. I could see Baker getting like two years, forty million. You know, I, I see it like as I a think. I think deal. Baker gets the Geno Smith deal, which was a three-year deal on paper, but it really a one-year proposition. Makes sense. Fourth down. Uh, last game of the weekend, Chiefs at Bills. And Evan, I'll start with you. Is this the most important game of Josh Allen's career? Yeah, because he hasn't played in the most important games yet. <laughs> yeah, because he hasn't played in a Super Bowl yet. Yeah, because he's played an AFC championship game. But, yeah, he's got to win this. But but here's the difference, though. It's the most important game until they get to the next week, which is more important. This guy does not have the top line on the resume. The top line on the resume for a quarterback this good, kudos to him for being this good. You need an MVP? No. You need a Super Bowl appearance slash win? No. This is the second round of the playoffs. This is not the conference championship. This is a rivalry game, maybe, because I think we could debate that as well. This is a common game. I don't know if it's a rivalry game. But yes, to date, sure. But it's not as important as next week could be for him. Oh, boy. I, I disagree with you. I think this is the most important game of his career. And it's crazy because he's actually been in a conference championship game already. But I think there's something to be said for being in the heart of your prime and having all of the cards stacked in your favor. Think about the supporting cast that Josh Allen has around him in comparison to what Pat Mahomes is bringing to the party. You're at home versus being on the road in the two previous playoff matchups with the Chiefs. Uh, You have it all out there in front of you. If you don't find a way to get this done, then I think it's on the board to question whether or not Josh Allen's physical talent will ever translate into the organization having the type of high-end success that everybody anticipates that they will have. And that's why I think Josh Allen is starting to be a little more named in game. In this situation, it's an opportunity to prove me wrong. And that's what I'm waiting on for Josh Allen. Until he does it, I'm just not going to believe in him. CeCe, we got to get deeper into this because the 
the amount of comments that have been made hyping one party and downgrading another party with this game are out of control. Kansas City and Buffalo is the biggest game of the weekend. We know that, yeah. at least on paper. But where we have gone in anointing one team and downgrading the other team, I think it's out of control. We will dive into what we mean coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Having Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. Two of the best quarterbacks in the league and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they go head-to-head. The trilogy. Josh Allen, can he finally get past Patrick Mahomes? When you are this great quarterback, at some point, doesn't actually winning a title matter? We all know that this game is going to come down to Josh Allen. You got to show up. Played them every year for the last, I think, four or five years. So I think it's two teams that are very familiar with each other. When it comes to the Buffalo Bills, if not now, when? If not them, who? On paper, game of the weekend, Kansas City and Buffalo. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, and Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Michelle Smallman back with us on Monday here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. All right, I said what I said about the game of the weekend. I believe it is definitely Kansas City and Buffalo on paper. I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that outside of the fans of the other teams. But, Cece, I think we have gotten a little bit out of control in how we are looking at this matchup and how we are analyzing these two teams. So, let's start with this. Greeny, who's amazing, after us, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time, had this to say about Josh Allen if he wins this weekend. He's got to beat him. He's 0-2 against Mahomes in the playoffs. He's finally got him in his own building this weekend. He's got him at a time where his team is hot. And the Chiefs look more vulnerable than they have at probably any point since their run began. This is it for Josh Allen, Hembo. So that's why when I say he has more at stake than anybody else, what I mean is he vaults himself into the immortal discussion if he wins this week. The immortal discussion, as I just spilled coffee all over. We're a mess today, let's be honest. You and I. Yeah, we we are a mess. CeCe has a rip in his pants. I got got coffee all over myself. This is a disaster. See what happens when Smalls is (laughs) not here? it's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I just spilled coffee all over my... I'm going to have to change. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, based on Greeny's logic, Joe Burrow's immortal. 
don't understand how you get to no, that Joe point. Joe Burrow is immortal. Like, this is the thing that drives me crazy. Do you know how many times Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have played in the playoffs? Is it twice? Twice. Yeah. The same amount of times as Joe Burrow has played Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Yeah, Joe Burrow actually has a win against Correct. Mahomes. And yeah. Joe Burrow's been to And that's Super Bowl. in Arrowhead, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, this weekend, Josh Allen can accomplish something that Joe Burrow did better. Beating Mahomes on the road versus beating Mahomes at home. We and have, in the game to go to the Super Bowl. Right. One yeah. step further in this. We have we have made this out to be as if it's Brady and Manning. Brady and Manning played way more times in the postseason. And Brady and Manning both had times in the AFC Championship game. And obviously both have won Super Bowls. Now, I understand the careers are not over yet in the case of Josh Allen here and, and Patrick Mahomes. But we are making this into something that I'm just not sure it is just yet. And even if Josh Allen wins this weekend, okay, that's a great win. He still has another round to go before he even gets to the Super Bowl. So you always use the term top line item on the resume, right? Yeah. So, so here's what the top line items are when we're judging quarterbacks and we're talking about immortals. Play in a Super Bowl. No. Win a Super Bowl. No. Without MVP. Without MVP. No. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> Josh Allen can't do any of those things this week. So why, why are we talking about him being immortal if he wins this game? That's the part that doesn't make sense, but it also speaks to the confirmation bias that everybody has with Josh Allen because it looks a certain way because he has this immense physical talent that everybody can see, because he's got a howitzer for an arm, because he's 250 pounds, because he can stand strong in the pocket. Everybody wants to believe that those attributes should translate into a team winning a championship eventually in any modicum of success that he has will automatically automatically going to jump out the window and say, see, we told you this guy's going to be one of the immortals because it looks this way. But that's not actually the case. If we keep talking about physical talent, that just means you haven't accomplished anything yet. You always speak to that. Have you said, if you're talking about physical ability, then that just means you don't have any accomplishments. Bill Parcell said it a different way. If you talk about potential, it just means you haven't done it yet. That's where we're at with Josh Allen. And I don't think the potential conversation goes away because I don't think that there's anything to accomplish other than advancing another round in the playoffs. Yeah, so play it out. Let's say they do win this weekend. And then let's say they go to Baltimore and they lose. Yeah. He's immortal? No. He's Hall of Fame? (sighs) No. Okay, he has the top line of the resume? No. He's looked at it anything else but potential and talent? No. No. So what are we talking about? Exactly? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Here's the other thing. Everybody wants to look at the playoff record for Josh Allen and specifically the playoff wins. And and, and I'm not going to disparage a player when he's had success in the postseason because it's hard to win a playoff game. But let's be honest about who Josh Allen has beaten in the postseason. He beat Lamar Jackson in a windstorm. Congratulations. That's, that's a nice win at home. Mm-hmm. You beat Skylar Thompson for the Miami Dolphins, you beat Mac Jones, you beat Mason Rudolph, and you beat Phillip Rivers with the Colts. I'm just, wow. I'm just so I didn't we, realize so that when we start, So when we start talking about being immortalized and just the one, the one win in the divisional round where you clearly have the better of the two teams when you're going head-to-head with Pat Mahomes, to me, this is not a game that immortalizes you. This is a game that you're checking the box. You should win this game. You're favored to win. Like, you should win this game. Like, you think about all of the weapons that Josh Allen has around him. Steph Diggs, Gabe Davis, Shakir, Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, a really good offensive line. James Cook now. You got a running game. You should win this game. If you don't win this game, I, I, it's, it's more of an indictment on you if you don't win this game than it is an accomplishment that makes us feel good about calling you an elite quarterback. 
I, I literally don't understand what we're doing. I don't understand how we are anointing somebody after a potential divisional round win. I, I, I don't – I can't comprehend this. And I understand that, like, this is the beauty of being on a, a network that's a team of people. Like, we all love working together. So our show could come off as anti-Josh Allen. Okay, fine. You want to say that? That's fine. We, You and I specifically have given people enough ammo to say that, right? Yeah. I think we've been factual with Josh Allen, but let's, <laughs> let's just play that out. There's no doubt that Greeny and Hembo after us are very pro-Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Why – couldn't you wait till next week to do this? Hey, if he beats Lamar and the Ravens and goes to the Super Bowl, it shuts up people like Chris Canty and Evan Cohen who have been so anti this guy and only focusing on what he hasn't done versus what he has done because now he's right there in a Super Bowl during a season where they started 6-6. Six and six. Isn't the immortal conversation one week early? Are, like, what do we do? And, and by the way, if you want to downgrade Kansas City, which we're going to get to that coming up in a little bit here, which I am not going to do because they're wide receivers. But if you're going to downgrade Kansas City and you're going to tell me that this is not your typical Kansas City year and this is not your typical Kansas City team, then how would a win against Kansas City prop you up? Because it's Mahomes. Okay, well then let's that, upgrade that, that, Kansas that, City that, then. That, that's what he's saying. It's because it's Pat Mahomes and that's the only reason. So... Yeah, I'm with you on this one a thousand percent. Like it's it's again, it's hard for me to buy into Josh Allen until I see him actually do it. And that's the biggest thing that I think everybody has to acknowledge. What we're talking about, the fascination with Josh Allen is just about physical ability. It's not really about anything he's actually done on the field. That that that's what it is. Like everybody wants to point to the touchdowns and all of this stuff and how he does it different ways. First of all, points have never been cheaper in the NFL. Based on how the rules are, points have never been cheaper. He had a 52-yard touchdown run because he deked a slide that's based around quarterback protections against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then he came back in, in the second half, and he slid on a run play, and they got a personal foul on Miles Jack for a late hit. So, I mean, the points have ne- my whole point in that is points have never been cheaper in the NFL. Touchdowns have never been easier in the NFL. It's got to be about something more than that. I mean, stats don't always tell the story in terms of being able to quantify a player's impact on the team's success. And I guess that's the part of it that I'm waiting on for Josh Allen. He plays the most important position. He has the most influence on what the game looks like for his team on any given Sunday. What I want to see from Josh Allen is his physical ability translate to his team being able to advance to the championship rounds and ultimately win titles. Right now, based on what we've seen from him, in his six-year sample size, he leaves a lot to be desired. Is this even a rivalry yet? I mean, when Buffalo hasn't won in the postseason, and we're saying, like, I'm excited about this game. It feels like there is something here. There's no question about it. But when I sat back, and I'm doing my homework for the show today, and I realized that Josh Allen has played Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs the same amount of times as Joe Burrow has played him, and we don't make that out to be a ri- into a rivalry, I think because of the nature of the overtime game years ago and the rule changes and the coin flip and the back and forth and the 13 seconds and all that stuff that we had from a few years ago, we have made this into something, which is awesome for what we do for a living don't get me wrong but like Mm -hmm. when we think about rivalries the amount of times you when you were with the Ravens and you played the Steelers right postseason regular season whatever it may be the amount of times that Brady and Manning played postseason regular season like we are doing something that we're just almost making things up and creating things when I look back in the 1980s at the quarterback position right just for argument's sake Elway and Marino in the AFC I have no idea the record against each other none 
I have no idea what their record was against each other. I know Elway's 80s and 90s. I know Elway has won Super Bowls and Marino has won MVPs. That's it. I don't know their record against each other because that is not on that top line of the resume. So, again, (laughs) we go back to what Josh Allen has right now. The number one thing he has is the potential of beating Pat Mahomes. That doesn't give you an MVP, and it doesn't give you a Super Bowl. All right, there's another side of this, though. The Chiefs side we got to get into also because I don't understand how people are approaching the Chiefs right now. I don't get how the Kansas City Chiefs are being overlooked the way that they are. We will get to that coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. It's a Bills-Chiefs rematch, but this time Patrick Mahomes is taking to the road. The first time in Mahomes' career that he's playing a playoff game on the road. Buffalo Bills and the Bills Mafia have been waiting a long time to get Kansas City someplace away from Arrowhead State. Well, they got it now, so that's high-end motivation. He's going to hear all week, I've never won a road playoff game. That's the last thing he needs to be motivated by the fact, well, that's another checklist off my mark. I'll go out there and I'll win a road playoff game. Yeah, Mahomes is going on the road. First time in the playoffs for him. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Lowe and Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Michelle Smallman back with us on Monday. Chiefs-Bills, certainly the game that everybody's buzzing about right now. Can I say one more thing about the Josh you Allen You could say deal? 100 more things. Jo- Josh Allen, in, in 38 games over the last two years, has 45 turnovers. 45 turnovers. Uh, that's including postseason. 45 turnovers. That's more than one a game. At some point, that's going to catch up with you. The ball matters. Possessing the ball matters. You only get the ball 10 times. You're going to have 10 drives in a game. If Josh Allen is taking away one or two drives every single game, 
You give a decided advantage to the opposing team. If you think you're going to get away with that against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid this weekend, you got another thing coming, man. We always look at Josh Allen with the immense physical talent, and we use that as a deodorant to cover up the stink of all of the turnovers that he has. It's like trying to put cologne on somebody that's musty. Guess what? You're right. They still going to be musty. If you put cologne on, it doesn't matter how good the cologne is. doesn't matter how good the deodorant is. If they ain't washed, they're going to be funky. That's Josh Allen with the turnovers. At some point, people have to wise up to this guy being the reason that both teams are simultaneously in every single game. Because of the mistakes that he makes, it makes his team easy to beat. And that's why I'm not surprised that somebody that has his physical ability hasn't had his chance to compete in the Super Bowl. So I think there's another angle to this here with the Chiefs side of it. I believe we have been insanely insulting towards Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs over the last few weeks. Who would you look at as his peers historically? Who are people that you are comfortable as an 11-year NFL vet who won a Super Bowl mentioning in the same sentence as Patrick Mahomes? Because you and I are not comfortable with mentioning Josh Allen in that same no. sentence other than talking about the specifics of the game. I'm saying historically. Who are, who are his comps? Historically? Not the way he plays, but like, yeah, I can compare him to this guy. Oh, historically, it's, it's Tom Brady, it's Joe Montana, it's Peyton Manning, and, okay. that's, and that's the list. All right, let's stop there. At any given point... In their career, seven years in, six years in as a starter, having won Super Bowls, would we say house money doesn't matter what they do? Bad wide receivers. We would. I don't believe CC. We would ever say that about those guys. And yet, I think the narrative around the Chiefs has been insulting towards Mahomes' greatness this year. He is so awesome, and he has won so much in his career that we are looking at this year's team and simply saying, well, this may not be it. We have used the term gap year. There is, yeah. no, there is no such thing when you are this good as a gap year. At any given point, you as a Lakers fan, have you ever looked at LeBron James and regardless of who's around him, said, ah, it doesn't matter this year? LeBron James hasn't looked at it like that. LeBron right. James hasn't met the teammate he ain't want to trade away. So, I mean, like, 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 because he thinks yeah. he's in championship mode every, every single, year. single year. So how dare we do this to Mahomes? How do we look at it this way as, oh, it's a gap year. If it doesn't matter as much as they like, – you don't get years off in the prime of Patrick Mahomes' career. It is Super Bowl or bust every year, and I think we're actually – we've been insulting towards this guy by not approaching it as Super Bowl or bust. While I agree with you, I don't think you can get upset at us, especially when you consider the receivers that Pat Mahomes is bringing to the party. Like, Who looked at this group of receivers with Rishi Rice, a rookie – uh, Kadarius Tony, a cast off from the Giants. Sky Moore, a bust of a second round pick. Justin Watson. Who looked at this group of receivers and said this was a championship caliber group? Was the MVS is going to be the one to put the receivers over the top? Like, I guess my whole point is everybody else, the media, fans, we're taking our cues from the organization. The organization put these receivers around Pat Mahomes. Like Pat Mahomes' job is to throw the football. Who's on the other end of those passes? If you're telling me these are the guys, then am I supposed to believe that you have urgency about winning a championship? No. So I guess my whole point is, while I agree with you, you should never have a gap year with Pat Mahomes as your quarterback, just like we didn't have that with Manning, Brady, or Montana. I'm saying to myself, how do we expect Pat Mahomes, as great as he is, 
to get to the championship rounds knowing how underwhelming, how incredibly average his receivers are. That is something that is fundamental to the productivity of the passing game. These guys led the league in drops. So it's not as if this is hyperbolic. This is fact. Like these guys aren't average when it comes to a skill position core that we expect to be competing for championships. Yet they're in it because Pat Mahomes is so great. I'm glad you asked what you asked. How do we expect them to get there? Because I do. And you know why? I do because of his peers. Because I've seen Brady do it. It is amazing how similar this year is for Kansas City to year seven. This is year seven for Mahomes. Year six is a starter. Mm -hmm. Brady's year seven, year six is a starter, was the 2006 season where his leading receiver, Rache Caldwell, was 61 receptions. Okay. They went to the AFC title game. They lost to Peyton Manning. It is the exact same scenario to me. It's unbelievable. And that next year they went out and got Randy Moss, right? And they got Wes Welker. That that next year, which is what I expect with Kansas City, by the way, next year to load it up. So I've seen it happen before because of that guy. Like yesterday, I was a guest on ESPN West Palm, our great station in in Florida, Ken Theo and so on their midday show. And they asked me, if Kansas City wins, is it an upset? And I said, I'm sorry, what? They said, if Kansas City wins, is it an upset? Because... Technically, CC ESPN bet has it where Buffalo is the favorite. And I said, no, it's not an upset because guess what? Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. There's no such thing as an upset when Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. But that's the mentality. Like, think about what we've done here for the last 20 minutes. We've talked about Josh Allen. What's the word that Greeny used? I already forgot. He, he becomes immortal. 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 Yeah. Josh Allen as an immortal That's and a Mahomes upset. What is happening? Josh Allen as an immortal. That is wild to me. That is wild to me. Can you answer the question that I was asked? Is it an upset if Kansas City wins? It's an upset. What are, we, what are you it's doing a, now? It's an upset. No, it, it, no it's an upset. Okay, go it's ahead. A, it's an upset. Like, the Buffalo Bills are the better team. The Buffalo, well, let me not say that that way. The Buffalo Bills are the more talented team. They're the more talented team. Perfect way they're, of caveat. They're, they're at home. Yeah. They should win. Yeah, right. But, uh, again, one of my former coaches used to say, the best talent doesn't make the best teams, but the best team always wins. Like, I, so it, I'm curious to see how this plays out. But I'm, without giving away my picks too early, I'm hesitant to roll with the Buffalo Bills just because I don't trust the quarterback. And in a spot where the opposing quarterback turns the ball over a whole lot, giving extra possessions and short fields to Pat Mahomes ain't what you want to do if you want to try to beat him in a playoff game. Fair or not fair what I'm about to say? Is it fair that it feels this week like we have overrated Josh Allen and underrated Patrick Mahomes? Yes. Fair. Fair. And I don't know why we're living in that world. I don't know why we're living in we that world. We wouldn't have done this with Brady. We wouldn't have done this with Manning, uh, th- them being the Mahomes comp, right? Yeah. We wouldn't have done this with Montana. As you like, how did? And I get the receivers, but the, the narrative to me should be: Are you sure you're counting out the Chiefs? Are you sure? Because that's what it feels like people are doing here all week long with this team. And maybe they do lose. I don't know. But this has gotten to a place of ridiculousness. Yeah, I mean, to think that the Chiefs have no shot of being able to go into Orchard Park and come out there with a win, I think is is crazy talk. But in looking at the matchup between the two teams, this is a game that Josh Allen should win. But if he doesn't, it will be because of the greatness of Pat Mahomes. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. 
Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.